0: Section 28 of Epics and Romances of the Middle Ages This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shashank Jakmola Epics and Romances of the Middle Ages by Wilhelm Wagner Section 28 The Hagling Legend for Queen Gerland meanwhile the norman fleet had reached its destination queen gerland her gentle daughter otrun their ladies and many of the citizens of cassian went down to the harbour to welcome the heroes home after they had greeted the kings otrun hastened to sad gudrun's side and embracing her told her to be of good courage gudrun was touched by the maiden's kindness though it could not stop her tears but when queen Gerlin would have kissed her she recoiled from her touch for the sharp-featured woman with the bold glittering eyes seemed to her a spiteful snake ready to dart on his prey and crush it in his coils eh pretty puppet said the offended queen what so shy but you'll soon grow tame under my training she would have said more but hartmut interposed saying that Gudrun was to be his wife when the days of mourning for her father were over. He then offered the princess his arm, and sorely against her will she had to enter the palace side by side with him. Some of the townsfolk watching her said, How beautiful she is! to which others made answer, But how sad! Days and weeks passed on. Hartmut did his best to win fair Gudrun's love, but all his efforts were vain one day he asked her why she would not love him and she replied that he was a great and noble warrior well worthy of a woman's love but she was betrothed to herwig and would never break her troth. queen gerlin was not of so patient a disposition as her son she was determined to break gudrun's proud spirit and force her to consent to marry hartmut at first she tried soft words and flattering speeches but finding these of no avail she had recourse to sterner measures though she waited till her son had left home on a warlike expedition before going he confided gudrun to his mother's care telling her she might try to tame the wild bird in any fashion she liked that was not inconsistent with the maiden's royal dignity no sooner was hartmut gone than queen gerlin set to work she made gudrun dress like a servant and then set her and her maidens to cook and sweep, and do all the hardest work in the palace. Gudrun bore her wrongs in patient silence. Her soft hands were blistered with scrubbing pots and pans, and doing other kitchen work, with which she was busied from early morning till late at night. The queen would sometimes ask her viciously if she would not rather wear the Norman crown than continue to slave in that manner, but she answered gently that she would keep her trot. So she did all that was given to her to do, through the hot summer days and in the icy cold of winter, without uttering a single murmur at her hard fate. Year after year she lived this wretched life. At length Hartmut came home victorious from his wars. He greeted his father, mother and sister with warm affection and then looked round for Gudrun. When he saw her dressed in coarse clothing and doing hard work, he was very angry with his mother for her ill-treatment of the girl. He begged Gudrun to forgive what was past and gone and grant him her love, trying to rouse her ambition by dwelling on the wealth and greatness of the kingdom he offered to share with her. But Gudrun answered that a noble-minded woman could love but once and never again. So he left her, but took care to protect her from Gerlin's malice gudrun was restored to her former position and slept that night in her old room next morning when she awoke she found the princess Ortrun, whom she had not seen for a long time bending over her the two girls spent the summer together and learned to love each other warmly as autumn came on gudrun thought that her friend looked graver and sadder than her wont and asked her the reason of the change Otrun then confessed that as Gudrun had not given way to Hartmut's entreaties, but remained obdurate as ever, Gurlid intended to separate her daughter from the Hegeling princess. While the two girls were talking, Hartmut joined them and said, Lady Gudrun, the warrior to whom you plighted your troth is not worthy of your love. Otherwise, he would not have allowed so many years to pass without coming in search of you at the head of his men he has forgotten you and is most likely married to another you do not know him noble hero answered gudrun death alone which loses all bonds could separate us what if he has fallen in battle or has died of some illness asked the young king then he shall find me faithful when i join him where there is no more parting replied the princess with a look of courageous resolve so hartmut took leave of her and again went away to try and forget her amid the excitement of battle when he was gone queen Gerlind once more deposed gudrun from her high estate and sent her to wash the clothes making her work from early morning till late at night and threatening her with the rod if she were lazy but the princess worked too hard to give her an excuse for inflicting this last indignity more years passed on and at length hartmut returned victorious as at first he spoke to gudrun but found her faithful as ever to herwig gerland after this was harder than ever to gudrun the other Hagling maidens were given lighter tasks than she they had to spin and cart flax and wool while their beloved mistress had to wash the clothes all the cold winter through and often on her return from the shore she sank into an exhausted sleep on her straw pallet without having the strength first to take off her wet garments At last matters came to such a pass that her cousin Hildeberg could hold her peace no longer, and asked the queen how she dared treat a princess with such cruelty and disrespect, upon which Gerlin set her to join her mistress in her work. This was just what Hildeberg wanted. Her great desire was to be with her mistress, to cheer and comfort her, and lighten her toil. Still, Gudrun had often to go down to the shore alone when Hildeberg was busy at the castle on one of these occasions she saw a swan come swimming over the sea o swan had i thy wings i would soar into the sky and hie me to my home while she spoke the swan dived into the sea and in its place up came a mermaid o heart long tried and true thy grief shall pass away thy lover and thy kindred live and lo they hasten to thy rescue so saying the mermaid dived and again the white swan floated on the wave he spread his wings and rose in the air flew three times round the princess and sang true love on the earth may yet be found true hearts that never roam lo through the breaker's foam tis thy warrior's spark o'er the wave doth bound to lead this true love home it was well for gudrun that she had this secret hope to support her for garland's cruelty grew daily more intolerable the princess and hildberg were forced to wash the clothes on the seashore, dressed in simple linen shifts and without shoes when they begged for shoes the cold was so terrible their taskmistress gave them insulting words and threatened to scourge them with thorns if their day's work were not finished by evening trembling with cold in the cutting east wind and their beautiful hair blowing about their faces they worked on busily suddenly they saw a boat gliding swiftly along the shore rode by two warriors in full armour the maidens ashamed of their insufficient clothing would have fled but the men called them to stop and tell them what castle that was on the height above when they added that they would throw the linen into the sea unless they received an answer the girls came back and as they did so gudrun whispered see it is hervik i know him well but he he has forgotten me and in Gertrude the hero was unaware that his long-lost bride stood there before him. But no sooner had she pushed her fluttering hair back from her face than he recognized her, hastened to her, and clasped her in his arms. When the other warrior opened his visor, Gudrun exclaimed, Ortwin and threw herself into her brother's arms. Then Ortwin turned to her companion and said, taking her hand in his, It is you, Hildberg. Do not be ashamed to confess that you and i have long loved each other and would have been openly betrothed years ago had not the normans carried you off they then exchanged a kiss of betrothal herwig wished to take the two girls away with them at once but otwin would not consent he said they must come openly on the morrow for gudrun and hilberg who should never run away secretly from their captors the two girls stood on the shore, watching the boat as long as it was in sight. At length, Hildberg, in startled accent, begged her friend to help her to finish the washing. But Gudrun answered proudly that the days of her slavery were over, and, so saying, she cast one garment after another into the sea, and watched them floating away on the waves with a smile, while poor Hildberg tremblingly remembered that they were still in the power of the Norman queen when they reached the castle Gurlin came down to meet them asking why they were so early and what they had done with the linen gudrun answered that the work was too hard for them and that she had thrown the clothes into the sea where queen garland's men might find them yet if she did not delay too long in sending out boats the queen was dumb with astonishment when she heard the gentle patient gudrun speak to her in such a manner but soon recovering herself she called her bondwoman to fetch thorny rods and beat the maidens for their insolence the women hastened to do as they were desired but gudrun called to them to stop telling them to touch her at their pedal for she would be their queen on the morrow and will you really marry hartmut asked Gerlin joyfully i fear there is some trick in this bring the king here said gudrun i would speak with him the queen went thoughtfully to her son and said hartmut the obstinate girl has given in at last and has consented to be your wife but-no but cried the hero she consents mother i must hear her say so with her own lips and he hastened from the room when he saw gudrun he would have clasped her in his arms but she signed him not to approach her telling him that she could not listen to him in the abode of her misery but that next morning in the full light of day and in presence of all the warriors she would receive and give the bridal ring hartmut now gave orders that gudrun should be provided with all that was necessary for the comfort and well-being of the future queen and that her maidens should be restored to her his orders were fulfilled the princess and Hilberg kept the secret well it was not till the hegeling maidens were all safe in their sleeping chamber that they heard of the arrival of ortwin and herwig and of Section 28.